who's Eugene's friend? Because he's got a friend that I don't know. <laughs> so have fun with your friend at the movies. Oh, trust me, there was speed round involved in those movies. There's lots of 1992-ness to this film, sir. The Bigfoot gives great hugs. You're sacrificing millions of lives for your day. Oh, shit, I'm nervous here. Good morning. Good morning. Dad hugs him way too much. Basement of the Fortress Solitude gonna smell like shit for a while. Wait, you sound awful. Oh, uh, this should be fun. <laughs> Any amount of laughing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hack up a lung. Oh, or, excellent, or excellent. I'll do this. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty. Uh, whew, I'm fine until I start to laugh or get elevated, angry about shit, and then it's just. Goodbye, lungs. Just goodbye. Uh, Oh, man. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the first ever morning Movie Freaks recording. I'm Eric. I'm Eugene, and we're we're just getting... I mean, we're we're getting older and older by the week on this show. I mean, at this point, we're like 90 years old in podcast life. (laughs) Just old grandpas bitching in the morning. Yep, yep. Before our before our gruel at like 10 a.m. Four in the afternoon, so we can go to bed at eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're going to have fun editing this out, or unless you're going to keep all of my constant <sighs> no- nose blowing. Oh, I'll, I'll probably do about half of it. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you're making me feel congested now. <clears throat> Oh, I'm what the hell? Yeah, I'm just a walking, talking disease right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so we got we got to get some things cleared up about last episode right off the bat here. Okay. Uh, First up, the frog shirt. You can't just kind of leave that hanging out there because there's this Peppy the Frog thing that's become the racist symbol of super racist Trump fans. So I wanted to make sure that was very clear. I'm not wearing a Pepe shirt. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, my shirt has a frog on it. My wife got this for me uh, last year. It has a frog on it. And underneath it, it says Pete question mark exclamation point. Do you know what that's from? I mean, from the way the frog looked, the, my first thought would be Futurama or something in that universe. That's not a bad guess. But like I said, it says Pete. Yeah. Pete! We thought they done loved you up and turned you into a horny toad. Nah, drawing a blank right now. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh! Yeah. Boy, that frog really looked Simpson-esque. Yeah, it does. But that's what it was from. And even when okay. she got it for me, it took me a minute. But then I was like, oh my god. That's one of our favorite movies. We watch it, like, once a year. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I got a Pete shirt. Pete? <laughs> Pete? Nice. That's a great movie. Yep. Uh, the next thing, uh, correction on a director. I, I messed up a director last episode. What was that? Can you remember now? Uh, that uh, was uh, Jeremy Salinaire. Uh, you th- I believe you thought that he directed... Uh, oh, the, Hold the Dark? The, or yeah, that, he that? directed Hold the Dark, and you thought he directed maybe, I think, Windchill? 
Uh, not wind chill, wind river. Wind river. Oh, that's what it already. Was. Yeah. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Yes, so my bad on that. And also another correction from last episode, there was an omission on my top ten uh, mm. a movie that you had oh, – you were watching it. Now I don't even remember what it was called, but uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that definitely would have made my top ten. I just forgot about it or did, couldn't remember what it was. The Night Comes for Us. There you go. That would have definitely made my top ten of the roulettes for the year. And is there any? I think that's it. That was it. No, maybe not. Oh, She's so wound up in the morning, and she kept me up half the night last night, so I'm... (laughs) Puppy dogs that are 75 pounds. It's great. So why she wound up? Just the snow outside? Oh, because she sleeps half the night, and then she gets up, and then I'm getting the kids out the door, and Corbin's up, so she... Or he has to uh, just wind her up, you know, just... I don't know why. I because then she gets all wound up and knocks him down and then like play bites him, but it's she's seventy pounds, so play bites hurt when you're yeah. four. But he does and it every morning. He, he he does it every morning. He runs up to her and he's like, "Demi, Demi, 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 and and she's just like, <laughs> she literally runs laps around the house. Oh, anyway. So yeah, it, don't be surprised if there's some. Plenty of barking this morning. Oh, of course. For, of for course. a change of pace, you know. How are you? There's... <laughs> oh, it's been a... It's been a week. Uh, we were supposed to record a couple days ago, but I got the stomach flu, because why not be sick for the third or fourth fucking time in the last two months? <laughs> uh, so I was sick again, and I'm... Uh, the stomach flu or whatever is done, but now I've got... Oh, probably pneumonia for all I know, but it's something in my chest and my nose. And so I'm like, well, there goes my e-cigarette smoking for a little while, but not my drinking. <laughs> oh. Because that's healthy. I think that warms me up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, and then this morning we were, we we're waiting out by the school bus to take, you know, to, for the school bus to take the kids. And, uh, you know, it, it actually snowed a lot up here. And, uh, I'm like, ah, here comes the, the, Snowplow, here we go. They're in the allotment next to us, uh, which has been developed now for 16 years or so. And they're plowing it, and then they they pull into ours kind of like right where the new road begins. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and then they stop, and we're like, oh, please tell me that they're not waiting for us to, like, we're kind of on the road, like, waiting for the school bus. And we're like, you know, we're in our vehicle. Um, so I'm like, please don't wait on us because this is going to be awkward because the school bus is going to be, a, you know, in a minute or two. And if you're going to wait on us, it's just a whole bunch of awkward. And then they backed up and took off. I'm like, are you kidding me? They didn't leave because of us, right? Like, what the hell? So we came back in the house after take, the school bus took the kids. School bus driver told my wife as she loaded the kids onto the school bus, she was like, why is your road not plowed yet? She's like, this is a real pain for school bus drivers. And so we took, you know, mental note of that. And then we started making phone calls to the city. Like, so just checking here, who's, who's plowing our allotment here? Oh, that's your developer. Your developer has to take care of that. He has to call the bed, 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 And like, once again, we're like the, we're the first people that moved in here. We're the ones that are in charge. We're the ones that have to make all of the fucking phone calls here all the time to get our allotment on the GPS to, to do anything, to mail ever, anything. The guy that, that started this place is a complete drunk f- 
fucking moron. Moron. And we're the ones that are always having to do stuff. We're, I'm not getting paid for it. Pretty soon I'm like, I, I want to get paid for all of the calls to the city that I'm making so that we have trash pickup, so that we have mail delivery and UPS and FedEx and, oh, how about our roads plowed so the buses don't go in the ditch? I'm bet that that bitching, whatever, but uh, I was, I was, I was so furious this morning. I was so mad that I'm like, I can't call this guy to chew his ass out again. I said, Joni, you have to call him because I'm going to say things that, that I'm going to regret. Well, probably not regret, but I'm going to say things that, <laughs> that I should, that, that I'll feel, no, no I won't feel, I won't feel good No, you'll feel that. Yeah. You just, no. you'll be afraid that, that he, then he will, you'll be on his shit Really not list. do anything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. So she called and she was firm, but, um, I made it, and then we're, we're actually going to let all of the other people that live here know to just harass the shit out of this guy to make sure that things happen. So that's where we're at now is, is getting the rest of our development angry at this guy. Yay! Good. <laughs> but he's a, he's a complete dude. I'm surprised that, I mean, the developer, I'm surprised even the developer has to take care of that. I mean, I would think one phone call to the city and that somebody at the city planning would have to take care of all that. Yeah, well, he didn't do that. He didn't even call the city. Like that's that's how that's how far. That's but I mean, how this I, w- I would think like once the city planning. I mean, you have to approve a new street with city planning, right? You can't just go put in a fucking street somewhere. Yeah. Well, these are these are all, I guess, private streets. So, and that has to be changed from private to I don't I don't know this shit. But uh, basically, this guy was supposed to do something or other, and he's like, "Well, there's a curb that needs to be worked on." And that's why we have. I'm like, so. A curb is the reason why we can't have roads plowed here to ensure the safety of our kids getting to school. I'm like, oh, you uh, movie freaks. Movie freaks. And there's, yep, our, there's, there's our morning bitch sesh. We're right at 10 minutes. Yep. It's good. Yep. Sorry about the, the – I, I, I mean, literally, like, I was dealing with this right before we hit record. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm good and fired up, of course. It's all right. Oh. It's a, it's good. To, you know, the, we do public PSAs, public service announcements for people. We, we did about mastoiditis. We do about other things. I've never heard of anybody having to deal with this situation. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And, you know, we, we were the first ones that moved in here. So I understand there are certain things, but it's like every time something comes up, I'm like – it always falls on us, and I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? It, I don't know. It, we know the most shit about this area here now, but it's still some of the stuff. I'm like, it would be sure, it would really be nice if we wouldn't have to make numerous phone calls and spend an hour on the phone trying to get to the bottom of how this guy fucked up yet again. And okay, I'm your babysitter again. Do your job, please, please do your job. Except minus the please, we don't say please anymore. It's just do your fucking job, prick. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That's um, that's my bitch sesh movies. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to go to the roulette? Yes. Oh, I guess. How, how are you? <laughs> oh, eh, eh, I did, but there's dogs barking and kids running amok and you're dying and <laughs> oh, it's something. All right. Uh, okay, roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Oh, he's making them noises that winds her up. I just love those noises. I hear. I guess. I guess. Let me ask you something. Does your youngest just make nonstop noise? Like never shut his mouth? Yes. Because yes, he does. My four-year-old never shut. I mean, he's just walking around going (laughs) just just noise. It's not even. It just. Yeah, and, and my oldest, Lucas, never did that. Or, I mean, 
if he would make noises, it was just normal. But Hudson is the one that is always yap, 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 blah, 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 blah. It's not yeah. even, it's not even words. He just runs around going, nya, 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 nya. like he cannot shut his, oh, it drives me nuts. Okay, on the roulette this week it is. <laughs> 2036 Origin Unknown up against Bird Box. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Bird Box, but I have to go first. Because everybody's talking about, dude, the Bird Box challenge and blah, blah, blah. Uh, 2036 Origin Unknown. After a failed mission to Mars, uh, the AI known as ARTI, that's A-R-T-I, it's an acronym, is uh, now used for the 2036 mission with a few human supervisors. A monolith of unknown origin is found there. It will have a big effect on Earth. And it does. Now, the reason we were both kind of excited to see this one is because of the director's last film, which was called The Beyond. Yep. Uh, and I... I don't know how to go about reviewing this movie so much. Uh, I, I didn't like it as much as The Beyond. And when it was over, I was like, eh, oh, that was kind of a letdown. And it kind of, some of the things that, some of the twists and turns in the third act, I kind of saw coming a little bit. Um, but except for, see, this, I can barely talk about this movie without talking spoilers. For you, I think you would have the same reaction as, I did where you're kind of like, ah, it wasn't as good as The Beyond. But then you would probably also do the same thing as me, and it would be on your mind for the next few days going, yeah, but that was kind of interesting, and that was an interesting way to take the story, and wow, I didn't see that coming at all. And it ends in a... a, Okay. Wow, that was not the happiest of movies. It's kind of a photo negative of The Beyond in a way. Oh, huh. As far as that one, you think it's going to go real dark and it ends in a high note. And this one, you think you're going just on a sci-fi adventure and it ends in a desolate kind of place. But I guess that's only from the human perspective. On the AI side of the future outlook, it's pretty good. I, I It's hard. It is so hard to talk about this without spoiling things. Uh, I think maybe you should give it a watch sometime, but I wouldn't tell you to rush to it. I'm not saying this is uh, like the beyond. You got to check this out, but it would also probably fall in that category of Black Mirror episodes. That I, okay, that was a medium one. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, I, I was overall kind of disappointed, but it, it did stick with me for a few days, and I was thinking about it. So you got to give it some kudos for that. And I'm not gonna like. I don't. Look at this as a negative on the director. Motherfucker. See, that's the little shit, dog. I tried to get him to come in my office, but he was like, I'm all comfortable in my blanket. Leave me alone. I'm like, just come in my office because I know the big dog's going to come over and just start wanting to fuck with you. And then you just sit there and bark at him. 2036 uh. Origin Unknown. Do you got do it? Did I get do enough? Did you get an idea? Yeah, of what, yeah okay. I, uh, I actually started watching it... Uh, there was nothing else to watch upstairs in bed one night, and it was eleven o'clock. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna maybe I'll watch this, and I ten minutes in fast asleep. But granted, what I saw was fine. I just I was probably half drunk, and I don't know. It was a you know it a is after. a slower than the Beyond. I I felt because there's less characters involved. You know, there's only a couple of characters on this yeah mission to Mars, whatever. But I mean, it had some good twists along the way with this giant monolith showing up and then vanishing and then showing up again and uh, teleportation and a lot of big ideas. I just... So do you think this guy is going to, like, does he have the 
potential to be like with a big budget to really crack one out, like a good, a really. Oh, quality? I think so. I think so. Okay. I think he would be on your hot list to look for jumping up to a blockbuster. I don't mm-hmm. know what it would be. I'm not saying necessarily Star Wars or the just shelved Star Trek Four. Yeah, no shit. I wanted to talk about that after yeah. the roulette, but uh, but I, I don't know. He he could do a, maybe a smaller Marvel, an Ant Man mm-hmm. size project or something like that. I mean, I would put him on a list for that. Maybe he still needs to do one more thing to kind of break through because he's still taking steps. This definitely felt more uh, professionally produced than the Beyond, or maybe that was just budgetary constraints on the Beyond. But this one definitely felt more smoother and movie like than that one did. But then yeah. again, that was also kind of half a fake documentary. It's hard to say. At any rate, the guy is hugely talented, and I will watch. I mean, he's still not struck out for me. I'll, I'll, if I see his name on the next thing, I'm in. And yeah. it sure looks like he's into science fiction. And I wonder if he's kind of like, like uh, Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards, like starts out with monsters and then moves on to Godzilla, then Rogue One. It's like, monsters was made for nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was also, Gareth made that jump at a time when they were, oh, who's the next hot indie guy? Let's give him a hundred million dollars. And then they kind of pulled back on that a little bit after Rogue One. And they're, yeah. they're you know, they're going, and Solo. That's, yeah. yeah. Granted, the Lego guys have made a big movie, I guess, but not that big. Yeah. And then there was the guy that uh, that did the, um, oh, the found footage superhero one. And then, you remember that whole mess? And yeah. And Fan Forstick yeah. happened. Josh Trank. Yeah. I still push for that guy because his uh, found footage superhero movie was quite good, I thought. Oh, he's, yeah, he just, I'm still waiting to hear when he, he made another movie. Uh, yeah, isn't that, that's the, uh, is it Tom Hardy movie? Yeah, I was going to say it had a big actor in it. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, though. Fonzo, or no, wait. Uh, Fonzo. It's in post-production. You know, it's one of those things where it's funny to think back to when that happened, and that was like the big Hollywood gossip, and now it's like, it's been long enough where people probably don't remember that much or don't care anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. It's almost, you get second or third tries when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, if you're a white guy, if you're, no, a, yeah. if you're a female or not white, then eh, one and done. Yeah, you're done. Bye. And welcome to Hollywood. Okay, uh, yeah. ba- Bird Box, please. I'm dying to know where you okay. came out of this one. It seems very Bird divisive. Box, yes. And this is actually directed by uh, Susan uh, Beer? B-I-E-R. She's um, she's done a couple other movies, uh, none of which I... Well, 21... Yeah, none of which I've seen. I haven't seen any of her other movies. So, this... Um, here we go. Let's just get into it. Uh, drama, horror, science fiction. Yep, it's that. Um, Sandra Bullock and, uh, her, uh, I don't even know how to start this damn thing. Um, it's another end of the world thing. And I'm going to be a little bit spoilery, but not, I'm not going to give away the ending or anything like that, but I don't really, I don't really care about spoilers in this, so go for it. Okay. Creatures show up and, um... For no re- for reasons, and they anybody that looks at them goes crazy and kills themselves. Unless you are a crazy person, then you can, then you I don't know you do their bidding or whatever. Uh, we never see the creatures, uh, but now I after the fact I have seen on social media that 
some photos were released of the actual, like, what the creatures were supposed to look like, which looked like a shitty version of Maz Kanata from Rogue One, maybe, or or was that Rogue One, or whatever. the uh, 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 Force Awakens. Force Awakens. But they looked fairly ridiculous. Uh, there is one good scene in this... Okay, so basically... Sandra Bullock holds up in this house with a bunch of other people, including uh, Travante Rhodes. He was in Moonlight. He's really good. He is a great actor, by the way. He was the one of the uh, characters in Moonlight. John Malkovich is in it, uh, being John Malkovich, and he does a great job at being John Malkovich. Sarah Paulson is in it for a tiny little bit, and then she kills herself. Um, <laughs> uh, she's awesome. I love Sarah Paulson, and I'm like, oh, she's in this. Oh, wait, no, she's not. <laughs> Uh, it just made me laugh because I watched Venom and there was a, a homeless person in it. And I was like, I know that actress and you're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they hold up in a, a hole up in a house. And John Malkovich is, of course, the asshole. Like, I'm like, perfect. And he's great in it, by the way. He is one of, if not my favorite character in the movie. Bullock is pregnant and there's another pregnant lady. And we jump back and forth to this house and how they're surviving to X amount of years later and they're on the river blindfolded. They're literally, the Bullock and these two kids are going down the river blindfolded because taking off the blindfolds and these creatures immediately sense you, hunt you down, stare at you, and then you kill yourself. Um, um, what else? So it's too long. It's two hours. Um, you kind of know how this is going to play out knowing, you know, as things progress. And humanity gets worse and worse. You don't trust anybody. Uh, everybody's out to get everybody else. Uh, there's the much like I, I think it's I Am Legend, where there's a just, uh, like there's a beacon that if we get to this beacon, it's all is safe, all is well. If we get to the safe haven, and that's where Sandra Bullock and these two kids are going, which their names are Boy One and Girl Two, or or Boy and Girl, or something like that, because she doesn't want to name them and get attached to them. Like, that's kind of stupid. Oh, because she reasons, because it's emotional or whatever. Are they her kids? One of them is, yeah. The other one is, uh, another one is one of the people that's holed up in the house. She gives birth, and as she's giving birth, a crazy person is, uh, makes, like, rips down the blinds, and the creatures look at them and makes that girl go crazy. And so, long story short, the standard bullock has to take care of this dead lady's kid then. So boy one or a boy and girl, but she calls him boy and girl right there. I'm like, that's kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, this, sound, this it, sounds like somebody saw the quiet place and let's, let's just do it. But blindfolded. Yes. That's pretty much what this is. It's that now th- there is one cool part because they didn't show the creatures and seeing what they were supposed to look like. I'm like, okay, I'm glad they didn't. There actually is a scene where, there's a guy that breaks into, not breaks into the house. There's a guy that gets into the house, which pisses off John Malkovich. Cause he's like, he's like, we don't trust anybody. And of course he is, he's right. You don't trust anybody, but this guy, and you can tell that they're crazy. If their eyes are just a little fucked up, kind of like in 28 weeks or 28 days or weeks later, especially no, 28 weeks later when like the eyes are kind of fucked up. But so it's like, they got the infection in them, but they're still, well, this guy is in the house and he's kind of, you know, he's kind of whatever, sort of. And he gets out these drawings. When they first reveal that this guy's crazy, he's pulling out these drawings that he's looking at out of his backpack. And there are of these creatures. I'm like, oh, so that's his interpretation of what these things look like. And it's pretty cool, actually. I'm like, I kind of like that 
Like, that was because they didn't show the creatures. I'm like, that's kind of a cool way to show what they look like without actually showing them. You can only sense the creatures are showing up because the leaves start to float in the air. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's, part of me thinks that it's a good movie. And then the other part of me was, I've seen all of this done before and it was called A Quiet Place or whatever. And I've seen so many of these post-apocalyptic movies that it's, uh, unless that, it's. That don't give any explanation of where the thing came from. Yeah. We, it's whatever. It's just one of those things. It's. We're not going to tell you because it because it's cool to not tell you. I don't like that. I'm I'm tired of that. Like I mean, it, it yeah. was cool a time or two, but at some point you want to understand why. Yeah, I agree. Even like the mist. Did they talk about that in the mist? Because yes. I think it worked better at the very in the beginning. Mist. I mean, well, they at least alluded to uh, the that military complex up on the hill. You guys were doing experiments, and there was one military guy where they said they had, were trying to open some dimension or something. Yes. And, so you don't know precisely what happened, but you can make a leap. And that's yeah. all I need. If we have an idea or a hint to, oh, the science people were futzing with science and dimension yeah. stuff and all, well, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I honestly would have, wouldn't have been at all surprised if somehow they would have been like, hey, this is a Cloverfield movie. Surprise! Yep. I, I think I might not. have even said that <laughs> online. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, oh, I could totally see how that, that would have explained... Like, a, a sentence of that, and they could have totally tied this in with the Cloverfield universe, I guess. But it's worth a, it's worth a watch, for sure. Will I rewatch it? Nope. But for one watch, it was good. The acting was, for the most part, good. Um, I just... I, there's so much... And that's another thing, is there's so much hype about this movie, and so much almost trolling online on social media about this movie, where it's like, oh, come on. It's not that good, and it's... It's okay. I, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I got to get this fucking done. Okay. First break. First break. Yeah. First break. Here we go. Oh, I guess I should mention that at one point they uh, they it, it ingeniously they, which was I, I I appreciated this. They used a GPS in the in a vehicle that had uh, blacked out windows to get from a house to like a block and a half away a grocery store. And, like, they literally were driving blind, but they were just using the GPS, which I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, and they get there, and, of course, what's the first thing John Malkovich does? He goes and just, like, just starts cleaning out the booze. I'm like, yeah, hey, a man after my own heart. I like that. Um, but eh, it had its moments. Lay down. Shut up. But I bark at things, and the big dog barks at me or tries to bite me, so I bark. I bark, bark. <laughs> was that, was the little guy barking? Yeah, he was the couch. Corbin's tearing around with the dog, so the uh -huh. big dog jumps on the couch, which scoots. We have hardwood scoots the couch all the way to the window. Then the dogs can look out the window, and if they can look out the window, bark, 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 bark. There's things yeah. outside. Yeah, doing dog stuff. Doing dog stuff. Okay, so bird box sounds like I might give it a watch, uh, just yeah. because everybody's talking about it so much, but. I worth kind a, of expected watch. that kind of review from you. That's yep. from what other people were saying. I, I'm not terribly surprised. Dude, this was like Oscar winning compared to the Ellen Page end of the world thing. That was just awful. Whatever that into the forest or whatever. Yeah. So this is okay. Anyway, why was it called bird box? Oh, because, oh, there's something with birds. Birds can, 
they use birds as a sensor thing to sense or okay. whatever. Did anybody have the idea to put on like a VR headset connected to a camera and then they could look through the camera but still have their eyes covered? Would that work? Mm, nope. Just blindfolds, taping up the windows. <laughs> just just All that. Right. All right. Yeah, just that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil the end. I, whatever. I, we've, we've got better things to talk about. <laughs> okay. Uh, next round. And I'm up first. What did I send you? It's been a while. It's been a while. Gehenna, where death lives. Developers looking for a location to build a resort on Sapia, Sap, Saipan stumble into a subterranean bunker from World War II where an evil force lies in wait. Doug Jones, Lance Henriksen. I watched half this trailer. Lance Henriksen is in an office making phone calls, so that's probably a weekend performance. Uh, but And the acting looked like pretty much dog shit, but once they got into the bunker part of the movie, there were some legit creepy parts of going on there, even though their reasons going in there with cameras was stupid. I, there's your roulette pick of the week. Sad Hill Unearthed has been on the show multiple times. That's your safe documentary pick, but I, you also get another safe pick this week. Message from the King. This is a uh, one that I watched and thrown up your way uh, multiple times. I want to cl- be very clear here. I'm not saying this is a masterpiece because this is what we always do. I throw it up a dozen times and then you're like, okay, I'll finally take it because clearly this is the greatest fucking movie ever made. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for a roulette, I was like, this is a this is a pretty damn good film. And it ha- the ending is why I wouldn't want you to watch it because it had a uh, an ending that I did not see coming. And anyway, on a relentless okay. quest to avenge his sister's murder, a man from Cape Town infiltrates a sprawling network of lowlifes and elites in Los Angeles. So it's a revenge tale. Uh, Black Panther gets a bike chain and beats the shit out of some people. It's pretty cool. Uh, but then at the end, there was just this, this tag that I was like, oh, damn. Wow. That changes how I look at the entire movie. Oh, there you okay. go. Okay, and heading your way is Occupation from 2018. This is about a small group of town residents that have to band together after a devastating ground invasion. You see, end of the world as they struggle to survive. They realize, (laughs) yep, they must stay one step ahead of their attackers and work together for a chance to strike back while holding birds in a box and blindfolding each other (laughs) and floating down a fucking river for two hours. And putting in earplugs so they can't hear. Yeah, and tiptoeing and pouring sand all the way down the river. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All okay. right. Uh, next up is Goldstone again. Uh, that one is an Aussie movie. Crime thriller, hour and 50 minutes. Uh, indigenous detective Jay Swan arrives in the frontier town of Goldstone on a missing persons inquiry. What seems like a simple light duty investigation opens a web of crime and corruption. And I am, one of us is eventually going to watch this because this got really, really good reviews. And uh, I watched a little tiny bit of it, and it looks really good. So there's that. And then last is, I believe that this one here was already on the roulette, In Darkness from 2018. This is an hour and 50 minutes. Ah, sorry, buddy. You got... I got three two-hour movies. It's great. (laughs) Well, yeah. You got two Um, safe picks. I got three two-hour roulettes. You prick. Oh, blind musician hears a murder committed in the apartment (laughs) upstairs from hers that sends her down a dark path into London's gritty criminal underworld as she floats down a river with two kids. And and a bird box and earplugs. (laughs) 
Now, this one stars... Who is she? Natalie, Natalie Dormer. Dormer. Yeah. Game oh, of Thrones. There we go. Um, this one, I, I know I've said this before, but I'm pretty sure that this is a remake of a foreign film that I own on Blu-ray that was fantastic. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm sure it is, but I don't know what the name of the other movie is. Unless it's in darkness, it could be. But uh, that other movie is so, so good. And there's a chance that I let you borrow that, maybe. But... Um, uh, it's not ringing a bell. Yeah. We can anyway. Uh, okay. Man. I'm trying to, like, get this trailer rolling of Occupation so that I can see. Is it just total dog shit right off the front? Uh, Lionsgate. But they're, they're Australian movies. Do I go for the sci-fi one or do I go for the... Let's see. Lights in the sky. <laughs> Just remember, if you pick People one of these and you're five phones. minutes in, you're like, you're committed, especially yeah. for... T- <laughs> That's why I'm looking at... I want to see the special effects here. Ah, they're blowing <laughs> some shit up. Oh. And, uh... What did Luke Spark, the director, also do? Let's see. Luke Spark did... Red Billabong. Yesterday is History. The... 34th Battalion. Okay, I'm in. Uh, those special effects are good enough. I'll take Occupation. Okay. But, but that Goldstone, keep that on the list, because I, I, okay. that looks pretty good. Yeah. And same here, if you want to throw that my way, too. I, eventually, I want one of us to watch that, because I think that's, that Goldstone is probably going to be a fairly safe pick, at least from the, the bit that I've watched. I agree. Okay. And for you, sir. And for me, I will. I am going to jump on uh, Message from the King. Just, I, and it, I, I think it kind of stems from, and I will get into this in recently watched, but I am starting to get back into the MCU, which that trickles down into Black Panther, which trickles down into Chadwick Boseman, and trickles down into this. So I'm like, oh, I need to watch this movie. Uh, he's a good actor, and that, actually, that director, this is also something that surprises me, is that director, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, now I gotta, this is the guy that made the, uh, <laughs> the movie that you did, Calvair, mm. Fabrice Wait. de Wals- Wells. That's the, I believe, French or Belgium director. He made, made Cal- Calvair. He made Calvair, but what else did he make? Message- he didn't uh, make Message from the King. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he made Message from the King. Huh. Yeah. I might have to yeah. retroactively like Calvair now. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Yeah, and Vignan, which I love yeah. Vignan. This is and, not, uh, I mean, this is a pretty straightforward movie. It's not like... Those movies are twisted, yeah, and, and very twisty, turny along the way. This is yeah. this is pretty straightforward, and a very like front like Calvera special. I'm like that's you can tell that's a European French ish European type movie. Well, see now I don't have to worry about hyping it too much because you love the you suck those other movies dicks so much oh, that you're, you you automatically throat. like deep this throat. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll chuck and this I'll one you, down. Here's something else I've been wondering forever, but I've also been wondering if it's. Uh, racist to ask uh, about Chadwick Boseman. He does, I like, I enjoy his accent so much in Black Panther. And of course, in this movie, he's South African too, or, or whatever. And so my question was, is he South African? Oh, he was born in South Carolina. I mean, so, wow. Yeah. So, you got, I mean, his, well, that and that, Black Jeopardy clip that I watch about every other week because oh, it which absolutely is slays so me. Damn funny. 
he does such a good South Africa. Like, I seriously was like, is it, I can't tell if he's putting it on or. Yeah. Wow. Well, South Carolina, huh? Yeah. Good. He gets he gets props right off the bat because his name's cool. That's a cool name. <laughs> he's so freaking good in Message from the King, and in Black Panther. But Message yeah. from the King was. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Oh, and I'm looking here. Uh, Luke Evans is in this. Alfred Molina is in. Man, that's a pretty good cast. Oh, I, I don't have to worry about hyping it too much anymore. I mean, it's a guy from Made Calvary. You're, you're Eugene's you're already in. It's, it's already yeah, a thumbs I mean, up. Fucking pigs and dancing around <laughs> with each other, hopping up and down in bars. And uh, there's none of that shit in this movie. <laughs> this, this is a straightforward movie. Okay. Okay. Next time on the roulette, it'll be Occupation up against Message for the King from the King. And we're doing a really big review episode this week, and I know that I'm supposed to go first because I'm on point, but the way you left off the last episode, I am forced to ask, Eugene, review, cry, wilderness. Oh, <laughs> cry wilderness. Uh, well, first of all, are we going to, are, are we going to say anything about, about the possible potential death of Star Trek franchise? Uh, I mean, if you want to go, I mean, your thoughts for, I have some thoughts on it. Go ahead. Oh, I just because Star Trek is so important to me. I, I'm when I read that, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I know that the other one, the last one, kind of under underperformed, but uh, you know, getting getting Chris Helmsworth back, and I'm like, I think that it's still there's still some money to be made with that Wait, franchise. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, he was going to come back as, as Kirk's dad. Oh, really? I didn't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but maybe it was something with with. You know the salaries of of him and uh, Pine. and Kirk. I, I don't know, but it's said. I, I, you know, I keep saying I keep seeing this R-rated Tarantino Star Trek, and I just I cannot possibly imagine that's going to happen. I just can't. I never, in my opinion. No, I. It's. I mean, it's Tarantino. I guess he can kind of do whatever he wants, but I just I cannot see that happening. Especially so. because he's doing his ten movies and then retiring from directing. One of them's yeah. going to be a Star Trek. I just don't see that. When you've had those great original films and you want to sell your uh, ten movie box set, and but one of them's a Star Trek sequel. Like it's the, weird, yeah. No, that doesn't fit. Yeah. One of these but things anyway. is not like the other. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I the only thing that I could that if they are going to completely scrap the uh, original cast type storyline is if they. I think that a good way to reboot would be instead of doing another one of those is do next generation, do Picard and that crew with a, that would be interesting. And I think at the, at the very least that would make maybe a good three movie arc, much like this one here was. So I don't know. That's just that is my... a fantastic idea. I had never considered that, but that's a fantastic idea. Uh, as far as why they're shelving it, my take on it is, Look at the landscape of, of the cinema right now, and what do you have? You got Marvel dominating, you mm-hmm. got uh, Star Wars is back in a big bad way, and everybody says Last Jedi. I keep This is another clickbait thing that I keep saying, is how Last Jedi has killed Star Wars. And nobody, see, nobody went to Solo either. That movie had a myriad of problems that had nothing to do with Last Jedi, and uh, it's, it's just such dumb articles, but with... Star Wars being as back as it is, and with uh, Marvel is in the realm of science fiction, in my opinion. You got these two mm-hmm. gigantic things just dominating, and your last movie did underperform a bit. Why rush another one out? You know, and I don't think you need to reboot it, and I don't think you should. 
there's another big elephant in the room problem is, uh, was it Anton Yelchin? Yeah, he's... He's gone. And, I mean, how, what do you do there? Yeah. That sucks so bad. He was one of the best up-and-coming young actors. Oh, he, he was. was so good. <clears throat> yeah. But the better thing to do would, I, in my opinion, I thought just maybe just shell, just give it a couple of years to let the landscape even out. Or, you know, for when people are like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen a Star Trek in a while. I want to see a new Star Trek. Because you don't want to rush that into production with Up Against Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I think that's a great idea of yours. Just, just, instead of rebooting Kirk and all that crap, just go to the next generation and do a new Picard and stuff. Yeah. I think that would be cool. And that's a hugely popular show. And I, 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 that's probably my favorite of all of the TV shows is the next generation. And I, at the, like I said, at the very least, it would make maybe a good three movie arc or something like that. You know what else would make a great three movie arc? Maybe, uh, go with Voyager, have a woman captain and do that arc mm. because that, that arc is really weird. It's get it, trying to get back home instead of going as far out as you can. And you could, you could do that in three movies yeah. pretty nicely. Yeah. Anyway, who knows? What if they would like take each TV show and make like a couple movie arc? Like even not that I've ever seen deep space nine, but do each one. See, we're, we're full of ideas, Hollywood, please. Yep. Uh, Call the president of Hollywood right now and tell him to order that up. Yep. <laughs> He'd be like, movie uh, who? Movie yeah. what? <laughs> you know, the guys that talk about Cry Wilderness from 1987, directed by <laughs> J. Cohen Uh Bigfoot-type creature befriends Paul. 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 Paul, a young student. His father is a park ranger trying to capture... Oh, I, it does not matter what this movie is about. Um, other than to say this movie is awesome. It's what? awesome. Oh, it's the best piece of crap I have seen in quite a while. I just stared at the, this is a Vinegar Syndrome uh, release. And this is actually, this isn't one where they released it on its own Blu-ray. No, this is with five or four other movies on a five years, five movies type of thing, along with crap, just crap. Uh, one was Vampire Hookers. Uh, and Cry Wilderness, this this family movie. It this movie is so awful. It's so bad and hilarious and like I was never bored. I'm like, I what is going to happen next? What there's there's animals, and lots of animals, and this kid likes to belittle this Indian guy and run away from his dad that yells Paul all the time, and his dad hugs him way too much. And there's a Bigfoot guy that hugs the kid way too much, too. And there's an <laughs> emblem or something that the kid wears. And that makes the school dean or whatever be- believe in Bigfoot. Um, and um, and it's a kid's movie, but uh, the, the, the main hunter guy that's out to try to find Bigfoot, he gets his eyes pop, plucked out, uh, which is hilarious. Because uh, I'm like, halfway through, I'm like... Ah, maybe I should show this to my boys because this is just batshit crazy and it's a kid's movie. And then they, I'm like, ah, they had to go pluck the guy's eyes out, which, of course, I appreciated, but... Blindness uh, is a theme with you tonight. It is. <laughs> it, it it truly is. And But, yeah, it, it the acting is so bad. I mean, this this movie is broken. It's, it is just foobar. But I could not help but stare at it thinking, what what is next? 
They're, the kid has raccoons for pets in the house. And they just, they're, everybody's way too lovey. Like, dear God, that's creepy. Like, it's creepy. And I, I'm like, that's why this movie is on Blu-ray. From Vinegar Syndrome, by the way, who releases porn and sleazy grindhousey movies. I'm like, and then this kid's movie, huh? And then I watch it. I'm like, oh, that's why. Because it's fucked up. That's why. It sounds like Mac and me. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Seriously, I, the, watching this, I'm like, now I have to check out Mac and me because I feel like what I'm watching here is like how you are, like, I feel like how you are feeling watching that Mac and me movie. Just, this is off Before you and run out weird. to import it or some shit, watch the Mystery Science Theater version. As for the Mystery Science Theater version of Cry Wilderness, that show's kind of my go-to, like, when you you fell asleep the first time on the couch and then the dogs wake you up and now it's 1am yeah. and you're like, Oh, I just want to doze off to something. I have started this movie mm, 10 times and you informed me there's a Bigfoot creature in it. That's how long I've lasted in this movie. I'm like, Oh, there's a kid. And yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I know nothing about it, but now oh, it's, that, it's now that there's a Bigfoot in there. I'm going to have to really try yeah. and watch the yeah. mystery science theater version. The Bigfoot gives great hugs from what I, <laughs> yeah. no blindfold required. Nope. None at all. Oh, it's, it's creepy. It's creepy. Yep. Uh, go, Ooh. you're in your first round. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Oh, we'll do, we'll do a round of, of like, I'm going to do a theater round, a new release round here up first, and then we'll do a, a speed round, an extended okay. speed round. How, what do you want to do? Five minutes? See how many we can get done. Yeah, there we go. Uh, okay. So. Oh, then uh, I just spilled shit all, Pepsi all <laughs> over my pants. Great. <laughs> um, Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Huh? It's. Oh, we're old and eating our... Do you remember we used to start this show at like 11.30 or some shit? Yes. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, pretty soon we're just going to hit record at 6 a.m. <laughs> just that way we can get our morning naps in. <laughs> Let's get this recorded before we have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> because people want to get... This is why we don't have a morning show, radio show, because people want to get up at 6 a.m. to hear our reviews of Cry Wilderness. Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh, and me just, oh, just hawking up my old man lung. Oh, oh okay. it's going to be really not funny if you do die. So please get yeah, better. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, okay, Escape Room. Let's get that uh, theatrical release out of the way. Oh, this yeah. is from, from uh, the director Adam Robitel, who we, we uh, years ago now on our show talked about the taking of Deborah Logan, which I thought was a fantastic movie. He also made Insidious, The Last Key, and that's the only Insidious movie that I have not seen yet. But I do like that series, especially the first two. The first two were quite good. The third one was a step down, but it was still watchable. Uh, anyway, so th that right off the bat, I'm like, okay, well, it's a pretty competent, to, competent director. This opened the week after New Year's, and so that's always kind of a, not always, I guess, but it's, January is considered a little bit more of a dead month for cinema. Dumping uh, ground. Dumping ground, yeah. Uh, I am happy to report, though, that this was, while maybe not worthy of a theatrical viewing, this would make a really, really good roulette. That's about the best way I can put this, is, is I would have been happy with a roulette pick of this, or even Netflix, like, oh, what's this, let's watch it. Perfect. 
Um, basically, and I actually posted this on social media. This is Saw, Cabin in the Woods, and Cube. All just had a little threesome and out pops escape room. <laughs> Uh, PG-13 rated escape room. So, the, which, looking back, I can understand um, that it did actually pretty good at the box office. And, yeah, they could have reworked it a little bit to have it a bit more graphic. But as it is, it works pretty good for being a PG-13 rated movie. If you can get by you know, just suspension of disbelief because the traps in this in this movie are so ludicrous that they make the Saw... Traps seem like that could really happen. That's that's legit. Which no, it's not. These movies, are good. this movie, these movies. Jeez. What about the collection? Like, uh, were the traps that elaborate, or because um, of the collection, they're pretty elaborate? Yeah, I mean, more so. I mean, this is like, oh, I don't want to get into too much spoiler room with it because this is a new movie. So I'm not going to get too spoiler. I'll just say that they're very very elaborate, but it's almost like they're explain. It's explained why they're so elaborate. If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, th- but it's like, they're huge, huge, elaborate rooms to where I'm like, huh? How? Uh, the acting is so-so, uh, but you just kind of roll with it, especially with a January movie. I-, I had fun with it. It's not the greatest thing ever, but when the credits rolled, I'm like, yeah, that was a decent hour and 40 minutes. I was entertained. Uh, I was annoyed sometimes at some of the bad acting and some of the completely... Uh, ridiculous uh, plot points on how to get from room to room in order to survive. I'm like, really? No. But it's kind of cool. And in the end, there's a little bit of a twist. I'm like, not bad. Like, it, it was entertaining. I, I It was fine. <laughs> okay. You should, you should watch it sometime. I think that you should give it a, a watch sometime. Just keep your expectations in check. I will. And I remember you saying you were going to go see that movie and at the same, ep- in the same episode, you were like, oh, did you have fun at New Year's with your friends? Cause you actually have some. And then you went to escape room and I'm like, pictures on Facebook. I'm like, huh, who's Eugene's friend? Cause he's got a friend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so have fun with your friend at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, it also kind of so- sounds like that, uh, last, one of the roulettes I had in the last month or two. It was a Asian film or a Thai film. And they were in escape rooms as well, or they had to do specific oh, things. Oh, yes. And where it was very elaborate, and yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that kind of annoys me with booby traps, is in the collection, at one point, the one cop steps on the wrong spot in the room. And it's like, you set up this whole elaborate thing, and they have to step on a button. Like, the uh, if I set that up, you could have a party in that room, and my luck, nobody would ever step on the button. Mm. But this guy, three people walk in the room, and of course the guy steps on it. It's like, yeah, it's kind of and, and you have to, you're going to have that type of stuff in here, too, to where it's like, really? Like, time is running out, and you were able to figure that out really quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, hey, I this is another director that I think shows promise to do bigger, better things. Uh, okay, uh, one more. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do three in my first round, and then we're okay. gonna go speed round. This is a review episode, dude. We got time. Okay. Ain't um, no blindfolds here. Might be some earplugs, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just circling back on that. Oh yeah, why not? Uh, stinky little bird carcass. Um, 
Uh, let's see here. Oh, in my notes here, uh, bird. It wasn't bird box. I called it bird cage for some. Oh, I'm old. Damn, I'm old. Bird cage. Isn't that the the That's gay the, movie or something? Yeah, That's it was funny. Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. Oh, good God, Eugene. Um, have I talked about blood sucking bastards yet? Uh, I don't see it. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'm going to quickly talk about Bloodsucking Bastards. This is actually one that I skipped uh, several years ago when it came out because another podcast that I had listened to back a while ago, they kind of trashed it. And I'm like, eh. And um, needless to say, I don't listen to that podcast anymore. Uh, this is exactly one of the reasons why. Because this movie is awesome. Complete gem in the rough here. Uh, and the only reason I watched it, I hit play on it, was because it was on Amazon Prime. I'm like, ah... And I always thought that title was pretty cool, and Scream Factory released it, and what if it's good? And so immediately, uh, Fran uh, Krantz is in this, and he was the pothead guy from Cabin in the Woods, so immediately plus one, and then Joey Kern is in this, and he was in Super Troopers, and Cabin Fever, and a bunch of other stuff. I really like him. Um, I kind of want to think... I remember this trailer. Yeah. Yeah, this looked uh, fun. It is... It's... so uh, You would appreciate the writing in this because they do a great job of it being a gory horror movie and being just hilarious and so well written. Like, the jokes are just bam, 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 bam. And almost to the point where much like Mystery Science Theater, the new Mystery Science Theater, it's like, whoa, slow down. I'm, I'm like, I'm missing a couple of these jokes because they're just, they're rapid fire sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's, I... Pedro Pascal is in it too. Yeah, uh, howling at times how funny this was. And then right after that, they go into something. This is, I mean, it's horror in the sense that it's gory, but... That's about it. It's, I mean, this, there's not many, there's not any scares to be had in this. This is straight up gory, gory black comedy is basically what I would call this. But basically a, um. It looked these, like what that other office, uh, killer movie should have been that I, that you liked and I didn't much care for. Uh, uh the Belko experiment? Yes. Yes. Like the trailer sold that as it's office space meets battle royale. Yeah. And I was like, no, this isn't funny. Office space was funny. Yeah, this, this is funny, and, oh man, I mean, seriously, there are a couple parts, I'm like, yep, gotta rewind that, because that was, that was a perfectly timed zinger, followed by a really great gory bit that I'm kind of almost missing here, but you, man, I want you to watch this, this is definitely one that I will own this on Blu-ray, it is a gem that I cannot believe escaped my horror-obsessed brain for the last three and a half, four years. You know, I mean, I liked Pedro Pascal from Narcos, so I, I was on board that train, early in his career, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you know what he got cast in, right? Uh-uh. Oh, oh, he's, he's on his way, sir. Uh, John Favreau is the Mandalorian, the oh, Star really? Wars TV show that's about yeah. Boba Fett, that, because Boba Fett's the Mandalorian. Yeah. He's, yeah, that's Pedro Pascal. He, he's your no man. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm look, yeah. I'm looking at his, uh, IMDb now, too. He just finished up or they're in post-production on Wonder Woman 1984, so he had a role in that, too. Now, this, oh, dude's, this dude's lit, I'm telling you. Oh, this guy here in this movie, he's the bad guy in, in this movie, and he is... So, oh, I'm like, oh, I want you to get killed in the worst way possible, but he he was he was great in this movie. The entire cast was great in this movie. I 
This is a, by the way, this is a drinking movie. The, this has that feel of, you want to have fun watching this movie, because it's hilarious. The, the, the story is, I mean, it, it's people getting killed in an office because of creatures, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just funny and fast-paced, hour and 26 minutes, big thumbs up. Okay, awesome. I look forward to watching it. <clears throat> okay, round one for me. Now, I'm not. I'm going to try to keep these somewhat brief, because, uh, well, the, especially the first one, we've talked about it before, but Bumblebee! I've, I've got a couple of theater trips under my belt. Woohoo! Bumblebee, I finally got around to watching, because being the giant Transformers dork, if for those of you that don't know or are new to the show, I grew up on Transformers like that was my world in the 80s. I was the perfect age for that shit. And so when they started making Transformers movies, I'm I'm in. I don't I don't I I fully recognize all the faults with the Michael Bay ones, but I can't help but enjoy them just because that was my perfect wheelhouse childhood and I love the Transformers movies, every one of them. And this one of course I loved as well. Uh Loved. I would. I still have not got the perfect Transformers movie that I envision in my head. This movie is the. Now listen carefully to what I say. Yeah. This one is the most well made of all of the Transformers movie movies. But I, I would say that I enjoyed it. I about as much as any of them. Uh, it's a smaller scale movie. I was very surprised by the first half. Because we spend a lot of time, like, developing a relationship between Bumblebee and the girl, where I'm like, let's get things moving here. I don't really care about your robot emotions that much. Uh, I'm not looking for more, give me more Michael Bay. I'm just saying, um, it's, it's moved us along a little bit. And this is the problem that we have with prequels. This is the problem I have with every prequel, is we have to re-explain the shit. No, it's okay. I'm a transformer. I'm an alien from another planet. It's like we've been yeah. over this five other times, and now we got to redo it because it's set before those movies. Travis Knight did a fine job directing. Totally rock solid film. I, if we had never had a Transformers film, I'd be blown away. But this is the you know we've seen Transformers before. I yeah. love the designs of the characters. The action was the shit. The second half of this movie was fantastic. There was some continuity errors that were blatant in this movie I caught. I know that's nitpicky, but they I saw them, and I have to observe that. There were a couple of other things that are nitpicky, but I... Like, for example, she's on top of that... Ta this isn't really much of a spoiler, but... She's on top of that tower trying to rip the energy source out so they can't contact the other Decepticons to bring them out, right? And they're shooting at her, and she's at this power box, okay? She's trying to rip this plug out. There's a huge on-off switch right beside her. And I'm like, I know you're dealing with alien tech and shit, but wouldn't you at least try that first? You know what I'm talking about? On those giant industrial power boxes where the switch uh -huh. is like, eh. And the whole time she's beside it, eh, eh, trying to rip out this plug or whatever. And it's like, just little shit like that where I'm like, come on, man. Wouldn't you, I, I don't know. I know, I, I know, I'm being bitchy and nitpicky, but little things like that where I'm like, eh, duh. Uh, so overall, I fully admit it's the best Transformers movie that's been made, the most professional one, but I would probably still put it on the enjoyment level of a, about, mo uh, first couple at any rate. Okay. 
Uh, next up is Venom. <laughs> Thanks to my good buddy Dave, got that plopped into my voodoo, and I went in with mediocre expectations because it's been getting such, well, the the people like it, the critics hate it, is what I'm kind of seeing. Uh, some of my friends online really disliked it, so I was like, yeah, alright, let's see. And I gotta say, I quite enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm not an expert on Venom, uh, but... I went and looked up some of the things, like, oh, is that a Venom thing? And some some of them were, and some of them I don't think very much were. I think you would enjoy this movie, because halfway through the movie I went to see what it was rated. Because I was like, is this R? Mm. Because he's biting people's heads off, and granted it's bloodless, but at the same time he's eating people's heads. Like, he's ripping them off their bodies and tossing headless bodies around, and they're using... A fair amount of language, but they're not saying the F-bomb, so it's GD this and shit this and damn yeah. that, like every time, like a fair amount of language, enough enough so that I went to see, is this R-rated? And at the end, there is a CGI fucking eyeball fest of Venom people fighting each other, but it, it was, it didn't kill it for me. I was like, all right, that's still kind of interesting. Uh, the way that, what the symbiote does... Um, I'm trying not to spoil this, but I was like, is that a, was that an actual thing, a characteristic of how, of his origin story? And according to Wikipedia, it was, and I was genuinely surprised. I did not know any of that about Venom. So, uh, I give that movie a thumbs up. I'm not going crazy about it, but it was really funny. And it, like I said, I had to check if it was R rated. So it's got that going for it. Yeah. Tom Hardy is quirky, weird in it. And a lot of people are like, that sucks. Why is he like that? I'm like, well, he's not boring. Uh, that It's more entertaining to watch him be quirky weird than it is somebody just playing it straight as a reporter. And I don't know. I'd rather have his quirky weird characters than not. Yeah. Hey, the movie made bank. That thing oh, did that, really well. They've already greenlit part two and Tom Hardy's coming back. I'm like, good, do it. Make it, make it so. And he said that like all his favorite scenes got cut out and supposedly like 40 minutes ended up on the cutting room floor. I would love to see a 40 minute longer version of this that wouldn't bother me okay. i wonder if it's uh would it be a lot more hardcore like violent i would imagine and r-rated entirely possible there was also little horror elements in it i don't know who directed this or what his background is but there were little horror elements in it like they're trying to make the symbiote uh achieve symbiosis with uh humans because I think that's the future of going to outer space and visiting other worlds is, you know, doing that. So they could, like, grab homeless people and force it on them. And it doesn't always match up. And when it doesn't match up, it kills the human host. Not on purpose, it just, they don't match up and so it kills them. So, like, when it kills them, it's, it's a horror show. Like, necks snapping sideways while arms go upside down and backwards the wrong way. Like, they're very much a horror aesthetic to some of those things that they really got away with in a PG-13 style, which I give them credit for. That's cool. You know, you could have it gory and bloody and limbs ripped off, and but they just avoided doing it quite like that and made bones cracking side. But there are bones sticking out of legs in this movie. And then the ven- you know, the symbiote will heal it. It, it was gross. That's PG-13. Huh. Yeah, Ruben uh, Fleischer directed that. He also made Zombieland. I'll tell you, he took it right to the edge with that PG-13 rating, as far as I'm concerned. And in the best possible ways, I give him credit for that. 
Excellent. Looking forward to watching that one. I think you will quite enjoy it. Okay, and lastly, this was a theater trip yesterday. Aquaman. Everybody's like, enough with the fucking comic book movies already. <sighs> nope, here's another one. <laughs> also, if you're new to the show, people know I've always bitching about DC and that in the capacity that I like their movies and I think that they get way too much hate, much more than they deserve. Uh, this one is a win. It This is a total win for me. I'm not an expert on Aquaman. I think I own four Aquaman comic books. Uh, and every rest of my knowledge is based on animated shows or what have you. But every single detail in this movie goes with every single thing I've ever known about Aquaman's origin story. And this is an origin story. So that always comes with it. A couple of things we've always bitched about. Oh, we got to tell the story. Oh, he's a little kid. Oh, he found this. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with all that stuff. And the first half of this movie is just a boatload of exposition. You know? These are our rules for Atlantis, and we're gonna, we wanna attack the service, but we can't attack the service until this happens. We gotta get the other seven kingdoms in line. Well, we can't get the seven kingdoms in line until we do this, because as a by, uh, you know, as you are well aware, our laws state that, let me tell you then all of them again. <laughs> so, yeah. you gotta pay attention in the first half. My, my, when we were talking about on the way home, my wife was kinda confused about some of the things, and, you know, maybe it's because I have a little bit of knowledge about Aquaman, but I'm not an expert. So, it just, they throw a hell of a lot at you at the beginning, and it's a just exposition. Uh, the second half of this movie, especially the third act, is just a CGI eyeball orgy. I mean, they're putting, they're, they're challenging Avatar with their scope of CGI-ness. <laughs> but mm. it never, it never bothered me. I, I enjoyed it. I was along for the ride. And, I mean, you see, Aquaman in his original OG costume riding a what looks like a fucking kraken into battle against sharks with lasers. I mean, come on, dude. You know you know what you're getting into, or you have to know a little bit. If you go in totally cold to this kind of thing, you're going to be like, what the hell am I watching? You know, I'm talking about the people that show up to the theater and are like, oh, I don't know, what's starting now? Aquaman? What's suit? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're going to be, like, bamboozled by this movie. But... Uh, somebody that, like me, I, oh, I loved it. Another big win for, for DC, in my opinion. Is, right up, um, right up there with Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. It's right there. I wonder if it's going to top Wonder Woman at the, uh, global box office, because this thing is making so much money. I, it might have already. I think it already did. I'll check it out. As for you, I think that you will go into this movie and you'll, if you go see it in the theater, you'll be like, yeah, that was, that was good. I enjoyed it. But I think you'll enjoy it more at home just because we were 10 minutes late and we had another 15 minutes of trailers and shit. Mm -hmm. And then we sat there for two hours and 20 minutes in, and this was Worcester. So it was the old seats. It's not the new uh, comfy ones. Yeah. Woo. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking this up here. Uh, where are we at? Aquaman. Domestically, Wonder Woman finished up at 412 million and Aquaman's at 266. I don't think oh. it'll top it domestically. Let me but check. Globally, worldwide. I could see, I mean, consistently, it's just every week it just keeps on raking in tons worldwide, of money. Aquaman is at 963. It's the high, highest grossing movie of the DCEU. Oh, well, good Already. for that. That's yep. awesome. Good. I agree. 
I don't care if they make all their money over the season. Here's another interesting tidbit. Uh, how many, I mean, what's a big theater opening for uh, the United States? I'm not talking about money-wise. I'm talking about number of theaters. Uh, I think that 4,000 is kind of like, that's kind of the go-to for a big, wide release. Now. It is yeah. It is now. Uh, I remember when 2,000 was insane. Yeah. I went and I read a story about Aquaman and I was like, there's no way that's true. So I went and looked it up and it is true. How many theaters do you think Aquaman opened up in China? I'm, now, granted, they've got a lot more people than us, so there's going to be some more theaters. So how many theaters do you think it opened in? I mean, I still don't, I still think that we've, we have more theaters here in, in America, but maybe 3,000? 40,000 theaters. What? I'm not even joking. When I mentioned this to my friends online, there's like, there is literally no chance that that is true. I said, I can't find the article. Can somebody please help me look this up? They went and looked it up and said, holy shit, I got to eat my words because this motherfucker opened in 40,000 theaters. If you are wondering why Michael Bay in his last few Transformers movies were targeting China. If you wonder why Hollywood is targeting China, this there is why. Go. There you go. They are yes. not making movies for America necessarily anymore. <laughs> and I'm totally oh. fine with that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> go for it. That's impressive. Yeah. That's like a, I, I had a prediction, dude. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but I have a prediction that within a oh, hundred years or so, all the countries on Earth, we're, we're all going to be distilled down to what we do best, and America is just going to be exporting movies. Everything anybody does in America is going to be to facilitate Hollywood and making entertainment and shelling it out to the rest of the world. And uh, <laughs> that would be a great time to live in. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a farmer growing corn. That yeah. corn is going to be for people on set to keep yeah. making movies. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See, that's the Star Trek future that I want. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. Excellent. <laughs> we'll rename America. Holly America. Hollywood. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Are you ready for your speed round? Do you have your list up? Um, oh, I've, I mean, I have so many movies here. I'm just going to just start hunting, pecking, and picking movies. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. I'll give you a countdown. So, I uh, unfortunately Wait. will not... So we're, Just so we know, like, this is all about speed, not looking up movies. This is just about trying yeah. to get these things off the list. Yes. All right. Tell me when you're ready. You got five minutes. I'm ready. Okay. Three... Two, one, go. The Executioner Part 2 from 19 Who Cares because I gave it zero stars. This is a Death Wish ripoff that um, can rot in hell for all eternity. It is right there with Blood uh, Mamas, whatever. Awful! I hate, I was, I was furious watching that movie. Fuck that movie. Twice Dead is another movie from Amazon Prime that I stumbled across. And it's actually a decent little 80s time waster. Uh, these really cheesy looking 80s rocks, rock and roll. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They break into a house and there's a ghosty person there that kills them. And it's kind of cool. I kind of liked it. Um, oh shit, I'm nervous here. Um, uh, vampire hookers. Because what's better than hookers that are vampires? David Carradine is in this. Uh, getting a paycheck, and there's some softcore and a little bit of hardcore sex in there, so it must be from Vinegar Syndrome, star and a half. Next up, Evil Come, Evil Go, uh, zero stars, because it's uh, nothing. It's just a awful, bitchy, wenchy woman that 
preaches the gospel and then murders people and uh, some some hardcore and some softcore sex. It's from Vinegar Syndrome. Um, <laughs> uh, Razorback, a huge pig, Razorback wild boar in Australia, uh, likes to kill people and stuff, and it's okay. And I watched it several other times, and I'm like, it should be awesome. It's okay. Um, Sasquatch from Code Red. It's the other Bigfoot movie that's not from Vinegar Syndrome, except this one is Shit God Awful. Zero stars. Smallfoot is another Bigfoot movie, except this is an animated movie from recently, and that was okay. I fell asleep to it, but it was okay. Um, Ghost Dance. This is an Indian slasher <laughs> slasher movie that was on Netflix that the quality was barely VHS, but I watched it all five hours. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, oh, shit. Um, yeah, let's go with Blue Vengeance, another Vinegar Syndrome movie. This is a guy that's on death row that kills himself, but not. He survives, or I don't know, doesn't matter, he's got long hair. And he is, uh, he, cop thriller! The cop's trying to catch him while he kills people, and he likes to laugh a lot and quack, crack wise, and it's not funny. And it's, I hated him because he's like this dorky, just this dorky kid that I would have probably out with in high school. What was it called? Blue Vengeance. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but it's it, he's a dorky kid, and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I probably would have hung out with you in school. And he listens to metal music, and he gets his head chopped off in the end, so all is well in the universe. Uh, Desecration. It, the Code Red, it's something about... It, it's nothing, actually. I The movie made zero sense, and the transfer was like a... It's not shot on video, but Code Red released it on a video, like, that's the only quote-unquote format that they had available, and it was just terrible, and so I immediately sold it and lost money. Uh, <laughs> taboo, parts parts one, two, and three. Lots and lots and lots of 70s hair, and lots of good times. Um, uh, <laughs> I need at least a, dis- yeah, at least do a description. Oh, okay, uh, Taboo one is a uh, mother uh, wants to fuck, his, fuck her son, and then they do, and then there's a lot of other fucking too. Part two has Ron Jeremy, which is awesome, and part three also has Ron Jeremy, so that's double awesome, and also lots of sex. Uh, okay, next up is... Oh, I'm getting nervous here. Uh, the Thing from Another World. It's black and white. It's not Ooh. John Carpenter's. And it's decent, but I fell asleep. Um, it was okay. I was hoping for more. Um, maybe hey, I, I didn't oversell that thing. No, you didn't. I, it's a lot of people talking in rooms and then moving to another room to talk. However, I appreciate what the movie was and what it set out to do. And I'm like, it kind of paved the way for John Carpenter's version, which I think is uh, significantly better. That's just well done. My yeah. Uh, the house with a clock in its walls. Eli Roth directs um, Jack Black, which is it's basically Harry Potter mushed with goosebumps. And this is based on a kids' book. I imagine I quite enjoyed it. The CGI is really good. Kate uh, Blanchett's in it, so that immediately elevates things. It felt like it needed a little bit more breathing room. It was kind of. It's almost too tightly paced, but I still quite enjoyed it. I like the fact that Eli Roth, you could tell that Eli Roth put as much just evil shit in there for a kid's movie that he as he possibly could. There's lots of just the things in the house. I'm like, that's that's Eli Roth just trying, and I, I appreciated that. But it had some funny parts. I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It wasn't a home run, but for what it was, 
good movie. Wolven from 1980, duh, sometime in the 80s. A uh, bunch of wolves are killing people in the city Done. because... Resurrection. Ah, there we go. What was that, Wolfen? Wolven. With, um... I think I have that on DVD. Uh, Gregory Hines is in it, I believe, and, um... Yeah, it's the, the city and the wolves, and it's it's it predates the Predator uh, view, like when the Predator, like it's Can that you, type uh, of spell. Wolven, W O L F E N. Okay, I mean, yeah, this is uh, nineteen eighty one. Albert Finney, right? That's it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that movie on a DVD four pack. With uh, the reason I bought it was because it had Bad Moon in it. Nice. Oh, well done, Judas. You knocked a lot out in five minutes. Dude, I have so many movies that are on my list that I'm like, I, I, I am, I'm buried. I cannot get these, I'm like, just plow through this, especially the... I like it because it's giving me time to play video games. I do, I mean, I do too. I'm, I'm in the same situation. It's because of, uh, uh, VHS shit movies. Yep. Which you're gonna hear about a lot of here coming up. <laughs> yes, should, so should I get my timer ready? Yeah, get your timer ready. I'm trying to... I'm trying to bring up IMDb's of some of these movies because I don't remember a damn thing about them. So, just so that I know, that, that was how many minutes? Five. Five minutes, okay. I mean, I made a dent in my list, but hey. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, man, I missed uh, Last House on Massacre Street. Well, next time, I guess. Uh, I wanted to add, too, to Aquaman. There were a lot of movies that I that had... How do I put this? There were a lot of scenes in that movie that reminded me of other movies. Like Avatar, Journey to the Center of the Earth. There's a big part in that movie that's like Journey to the Center of the Earth. Cool. Indiana Jones. You could see that from that one trailer where it's like they're going on an event. I don't know. It, there were a lot of other movies that you could have just thrown into a blender and brrr, there's Aquaman, which it was awesome. Mad or mad. Black Manta was the shit. And he is just so cool. The fighting was so well done. I'm going to watch it. Hopefully, I'm just, uh, I'm just mouth yeah. blabbing while I open more IMDb windows and prepare. Hey, you're not allowed. I didn't do that. I just, I just went for it. Yeah, but I don't remember what these movies, I'm trying to, you know, oh, I got to be able yeah. to tell you what's in this movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. Some of them, uh, I'm not just going to go, Oh, this movie, I totally forget it. Don't I, pff, whatever next, yeah. you know, I got to be able yeah. to, I, I'm, I'm helping you. I'm helping yeah. you. <laughs> like I did with the Indian movie, whatever that was, I even, I deleted it already. I, whatever. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's... Give me a countdown and we'll do this. In three, two, one, go. Okay, first up is Troy. I've watched this movie several times, and every time I watch it, in about a week, I forget it, and... And then I go back and watch it, like, years later, and I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good movie! Cycle, repeat. Brad Pitt's a badass, and... eh, not a bad movie. I liked it. Uh, Shoot to Kill... Now we're getting into the VHS shit. Uh, starring Sidney Poitier, Tom Berenger, Kirstie Alley. FBI agent teams up, uh, tracker, cop movie, catch the bad guys going into the mountains, and yep, you get the idea. It was a pretty decent flick, but somewhat still kind of forgettable. Under Fire, Nick Nolte, Ed Harris, Gene Hackman. How could I not pick up this VHS? Three journalists, romantic triangle, involved in a political intrigue that is so boring, I don't remember a fucking thing about this movie. But I watched the damn thing! Class, from 1983. 
A young man in a private school spends one crazy night out, but soon realizes the woman he hooked up with is not who he expected. <laughs> Jacqueline Bissett, Rob Lowe, Anthony McCarthy. It's funny because he's banging his friend's mom and didn't know it. Oh, uh, Kevin Part 5. Okay. Nah, no, no, no. He's banging his friend's mom. It's not... Oh, it's so not, it's not quote-unquote taboo. Yeah, yeah it's not... Know. It's a little yeah. taboo, but it's not incest yeah. taboo. Final analysis. Uh, Richard Gere, Kim Basinger, Uma Thurman. A psychiatrist becomes romantically involved with the sister of one of his patients, and it spirals out of control, and there's lots of 1992-ness to this film, sir. Uh, Revenge with Kevin Costner, and I uh, i didn't look it up. I want to say Kim Basinger again, but that could be wrong. Uh, they get down south to get break her out of being in prostitution slavery and it's a early 90s thing i think death warrant jean-claude van damme has a death warrant and he um i think he i think this is the one where he goes to jail undercover cop thing Yeah. yeah is that it okay that's that's what happened uh maximum risk I think that's one where Jean-Claude Van Damme in an ice rink. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's a thing. And at the end, the end is really, really stupid because this helicopter goes completely vertical, straight up and down, and then slowly goes down into the tiny opening of a hockey rink and then crashes in the uh, hockey rink. That's sudden death. Isn't that sudden death? Oh, shit. What's maximum risk? Oh, that's <laughs> the one with... Uh, I got it. I also watched Sudden Death somewhere in there. Uh, maximum risk is the one with... Oh, shit. I got to look it up or else it's not going to count. The girl... From the girl from uh, the Alien movie where she gets naked a bunch. Ridley Scott? No. Oh. Ridley Scott. I mean, wow. that was just Holy awful. Shit. Natasha Henstridge? <laughs> oh, species. <laughs> species. <laughs> oh, wow. We are flying off the rails now, folks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember this one. A cop discovers he had a twin who just got murdered in France, and then he has to go over there, and he gets mistaken for the twin. And yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Not, not very memorable, apparently. Lionheart. Damn, Van Damme, you fucking me up in these, you stupid every, ever. Lionheart. Van Damme is a guy who, um. Prison? Is that the prison one? Is that a prison one? An ex-French soldier begins participating in underground street fights in order to make money for his brother's family. That's, yeah, the plot of, mm, uh, 17 Van Damme movies. Uh, U-Turn from, Oliver Stone. I had never seen this movie, starring Sean Penn and some other really good actors. But Sean Penn is a despicable piece of shit in this movie, who is trying to get away with a bunch of money that he stole, and he gets broke down in this little town, and Nick Nolte and his fucked up wife Jennifer Lopez fuck with him, and uh, apparently it turns out that Jennifer Lopez was Nick Nolte's daughter, and then he was married to her, and there's this whole incest triangle, and everybody kills everybody, and everybody betrays everybody, and it's really fucking depressing. Uh, the Hunted, from 1995, with Christopher Lambert, if you will. Uh, this was a good movie. I had not seen in quite a while, and remembered very little about it. Uh, where is it? It's not to be mistaken for the Benicio Del Toro one. Uh, Paul's on a business trip, uh, computer chip executive, he meets a beautiful, mysterious woman, finds out at wrong place, wrong time, no way, and he's gotta fight his way out. And, uh, ninjas and centuries old blood feuds, and he's gotta learn to be a ninja, and he's the white outsider, and, and he finds the will to break through. Uh, good time. You let me borrow this movie with... And done. Time. 
Robert Pattinson. Uh, I'm going to finish this review because you did for Wolfen just as much as you okay. did there. Uh, okay. Good time with Robert Pattinson. Uh, I mean, he, Robert Pattinson's character tries to have a good time, I guess, but every decision he makes is shit wrong. And in the end, it is not so good a good time. And the ending is hilarious and depressing. Uh, and his brother's a moron. I don't know. I, oh, 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 this movie was frustrating. It well made movie, but the story was frustrating. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. I, I don't want, I, how much do I go? You barely covered Wolfen. So. Yeah, that's good. <sighs> Whew. Okay. Yep. I'm not sure if you got 13 or 14. I kind of lost count. I was listening to you and trying to keep track, but. It's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll go down the list here while you do your final round and you can spend some time on whatever you want it to be. Okay, so final round, I'm just going to do one movie. Like, what, you just want to do one movie each? Uh, sure. As long as I have, just, as long as you do enough time to get me through my list here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, see here, got the taboos taken care of. Um, what else should I, I mean, I got so much, I still have a bunch of movies. Um, uh, we already, uh, not Avenger, or not Marvel stuff again. Um, so, therefore, let's talk about, uh, I... Unfortunately, we're going to end things on a somber but good note. First Reformed. I watched First Reformed. Uh, this is uh, from director uh, Paul Schrader. And it stars Ethan Hawke and Amanda uh, Seyfried. How is it? Seyfried? Seyfried. Cedric the Entertainer is in this as well. This is a huge, huge thumbs up for me. In fact, I would dare say this is one of the best movies of the year. Primarily for the stellar acting of Ethan Hawke. I, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but his performance is Oscar worthy. Uh, so good. This movie was, uh, and I, I wish I would know why, but, uh, and maybe on the, like the commentary on like a Blu-ray would say, but Paul Schrader shot this in, uh, in like the 1.33 aspect ratio, aka the like four by three, the, TV screen oh, really? and I'm like, that's an odd choice. And I'm sure that there was a reason for doing that. But basically this is about, uh, a small town, uh, priest that has some demons of his own. Uh, he's got a very, very small congregation and this couple comes to him for help because the, uh, the guy is, uh, he's got some serious mental issues and, uh, that leads to, and, it, uh, the Amanda's character, she is pregnant. There's a bad thing that happens halfway through leading to, leading to Ethan Hawke, you know, questioning, I'm not sure if, he, if he's, he's not questioning his faith, but he's questioning humanity, I guess, and what, how we as humans treat God's earth. And it's, Really, really good and really, really heavy and really talky. But man, I was never, ever bored. I'm like, where is this thing going? And the end is a total, what the fuck? But a really good, uh, like, it's one of those very, very, very abrupt endings to where I'm like, whoa, what? End credits? But it really works for for what came before it and especially the relationship that Ethan Hawke's character has with uh, Amanda Seyfried's, I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but 
her character. Like it, it really works well. But I love that there is kind of a takedown on, um, big organized religion. Uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to get too philosophical or biblical or anything like that, but basically just, I think that Ethan Hawke's character was, Jesus wouldn't dig this shit, guys. Like what, everything gotcha. that's going on. And gotcha. I really, really appreciated this. So this is not an, like a, an anti-religion movie or it's, I think, very pro-faith based movie, but, uh, a bit anti-established money-making religion, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And especially how we treat God's earth here. It's, dude, the movie is fantastic. I, uh, I, for some reason, the whole way through, I'm like, our buddy Steve should watch this movie. This feels like a Steven movie, but it gets, uh, high marks. It will it make the best top 10 of the year for me. I'm not sure. It's, if not, it's definitely going to be an honorable mention. So that's, cool. uh, I've yeah. been hearing a lot of good buzz about that. Good movie. Uh, final count, according to, uh, in the show, uh, 16 to 12, you, but you got away with a little bit there with taboo one through three. That's a, like a, three, I know it's a three point yeah. review, but that's okay. It's not a, it, this isn't, I don't really want this to be a competition. We should at least talk about the movie a, a bit. Yeah. Uh, but wow, that was awesome. Definitely I can made spend a, more, I can spend much more time on the storylines of taboo two and three. If you want me to. <laughs> Because trust me, I watched them all the way through. <laughs> We're out of the speed round, so no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> oh, trust me, there was speed round involved in those movies. <laughs> Lord, okay. <focus> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> last for me, I guess I'm since I've talked about enough comic book movies this episode. I should go ahead and make everybody question. Everything that I say, and we're going to talk a little bit about Superman 2. Possibly coming to a, uh, with a commentary track in the near future. This was on Pluto TV, and so I was like, what the hell, I haven't watched this in forever. And I want to be very clear up front here, because Superman 2 is widely regarded as the best of uh, the Superman movies, at least the old ones. I'm going to be very, very, very careful what I'm saying here. I'm talking about Richard Lester's Superman 2. It may say Richard Donner directed or whatever. I don't even know what it says. But I'm talking about the Richard Lester cut. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie in a while. The last time I watched Superman 2, it was the Donner cut, which... Okay, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But I haven't watched the Lester cut in a while. And I've always thought of that one as easily the best of, of those four movies. Mm-hmm. This movie is such dog shit. Such complete and utter dog shit. No, 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 no. Of the original four, the first one's the best. And even that one has a dopey ending, in my opinion. This movie has so much stupid bullshit in it, nonsensical bullshit, and and stupid character motivations that make no sense. I, I was appalled watching it again. I was like, this is just... I can't believe how unrelentingly stupid this movie is. He takes off his S and it makes a cellophane thing and he throws it around a guy and then eh, he just falls down a well and you're done. He, he trades in his powers for love, which is never explained. It's like, well, if you want to love a earth woman, then you got to give up your powers. Okay. You're a moron. The world needs Superman. It will always need Superman. You're the man that ha you, you got to take that hit. If you can't be Superman and love Lois Lane, sorry, Lois, the, I mean, you're, you're sacrificing millions of lives. For your dick. Like, yeah. it is bafflingly stupid. And you shouldn't have to do that anyway. 
I'm not even sure if that exists in the Donner Cut. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch the Donner Cut. As I recall, the Donner Cut excises all of that really comedic and stupid stuff, and it was just m- more straightforward and was awesome. But I gotta watch it again. I've only watched it once. Ah, oh, what other dumb shit was in this movie? Oh yeah, after he gives up his powers, he goes to a diner, and some guy immediately gets in a fight with him, and he's like. Well, do you would like to step outside, sir? It's like, okay, you you know you lost all your powers now. You have no skill. You are just a human. Um, no, 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 no. The, the guy just beats the living shit out of him. And immediately he's like, well, I got to get my powers back. Because Zod's attacking the city. Well, now I got to get my powers back. What? And so, <laughs> here's the other thing. He flies up to the Fortress of Solitude for his one-nighter with Lois and to lose all his powers. And then... Blink, and a car drive later, they're, they're at this diner getting his ass kicked. And then he's like, oh, Zod's attacking the city, I need my powers back. Thus begins him trekking for the next 15 minutes, walking alongside the road, going just up north to the Arctic to try and beg for his... Like, how did you guys get back in two seconds? But she's like, well, good luck with your powers. I'm taking the car, bye. Uh, he's hitchhiking with, with guys in tractor trailers. Well, what? Like... <sighs> almost dying to get back to the fortress, but Lois couldn't loan him the car. She had to go make a report or go get in danger. She became went, instantly went back to Metropolis, made it back there, and oh, I mean, record time, a couple hours, you know, because because the fortress of solitude is only a couple hour drive from Metropolis, and is instantly taken hostage by Zod. Like you dumb bitch. What? It, <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Oh, well, you might need to watch it, because we might be doing a commentary track on it, because it is bafflingly stupid. Uh, That said, I'm looking forward to watching the Donner Cut again, because as I recall, it cuts out all of that dumb stuff. And for Man of Steel haters, guess what? Superman kills the dick out of Zod and Ursa and Nan. Uh, Just like nothing. Throws him down a well, goes on about his business. I guess, I mean, the basement of the Fortress of Solitude gonna smell like shit for a while. <laughs> he just chucks them right down there like nothing. I thought uh, that they get trapped in glass, or wait, or was that... That's in Superman 1, and then in the beginning of oh, Superman the... 2, they get busted out. Because because he throws an elevator with a bomb in it into space, and that breaks them out of... <sighs> yeah. And then they land on the moon, and, the, you know, they can fly around in space with no oxygen and talk and... F- <sighs> oh, God. It was so bad. What do you got coming soon? Oh, I guess I'm up first. Uh, much more VHS and much more shit I'm just going to check off of my queue because I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> I did pick up a few more VHS I want to check out. Forbidden Planet... I've been on a bit of a comedy tear, so you can expect that the next time we do a speed round. I've been watching a lot of old 80s, 90s comedy movies. Uh, on the list coming soon, Mannequin, Slapshot, The Money Pit, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Inner Space, Don't Tell Mama Babysitter's Dead, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka, Adventures in Babysitting. I've basically just been recreating the 80s uh, VHS store in my yeah. home. Yes, Isn't you it- are. Isn't You're missing beautiful? Porky's 1, 2, and 3, though. I have part 2. I don't have part 1 yet, but I I do have part 1. Or, part 2. Okay. Uh, Short Circuit 1 and 2. Got those, too. <laughs> no, wait. Oh, my God. I've got Porky's 2 the next day and Porky's Revenge. So oh, I'm just but missing... you don't have the classic original. 
well, as soon as I see it, I'll buy it. I'm yeah. doing my best here. This collection doesn't build overnight, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got coming soon? Okay, for me, I've got, uh, well, we, uh, my wife and I decided we are going to go through the MCU now. So it has begun. Last night, we finished up Captain America, the first Avenger, and uh, she's, of course, all about it. So it sprinkled throughout the MCU that we're going to be watching. We're going to try to go in order of when they take place in the timeline. So Captain America first. Iron Man, whatever. So that's that's what we're going to be doing. But in oh, so you're not doing the, you're not doing the 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 release timeline. You're doing the timeline like in the actual universe. Like so. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So Captain America first, then I Iron Man, then I think Hulk, and then I'm not sure if it's Iron Man two next or if it, Iron Man two next. Okay. I, I'd I have think, to do some research on the full order though, if you're doing like yeah chronologically. We're going to do chronologically, yep. We oh. thought that would be kind of fun, leading up to Captain Marvel and uh, the newest Avengers movie. <laughs> so are you going to watch all of the MCU, or are you just going to watch the ones that have to do with the Infinity Stones? No, we're going to try and watch them all. Yep, okay. we're, we're going for the gold here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long I last. Let me know if you need any Blu-rays or anything. Okay, yeah, well, so far so good. We might, I mean, I don't think that we're going to be able to get done by... Captain Marvel time, but maybe by the next Avengers, we might be able to... We'll see, but uh, yeah, I'll get into more reviews of those later. Um, let me think here, because I know I've got some stuff uh, bear with me. Oh, uh, nothing says feel-good uh, winter movie than a uh, Nazi concentration camp, so I've got that one coming up called Come and See. Supposedly one of the more disturbing takes on the... Uh, World War II slash Holocaust. So hey, that should be fun. Ugh. Is that a um, is that a documentary or is that a movie? No, that's a, a Russian movie made back in the eighties. That supposedly is one of those you gotta see it and yeah, come and see. So and it's actually that title is based off of the uh, uh, Johnny Cash song, the apocalyptic type, the man in a white or the you know that man, song? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. Uh, gets really good reviews. And I'm, uh, Evil Dead 2, I want to give that one a, another watch, this time in 4K. I'm sure that, the effects are going to look fabulous. Uh, what else? Um, my first, uh, vinegar, like, the, the, my first January Vinegar Syndrome package is going to be arriving, which contains the Uninvited, um, a softcore porn movie that I'll probably sell on eBay, Wait a minute, hey. The Uninvited is not, that's not the remake of, uh, is that that remake from a couple years ago? No, 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 this is uh, about some killer cat on a cruise line ship from the 80s, that's all I know. Oh, that sounds a lot better than I'm sure the remake was. Uh, Bloody New Year is coming out from them, Splatter University, and, uh, oh, and that softcore movie that they're coming out with is called A Climax of Blue Power, which is, Blue Power is a cop, and Climax is, he's coming! Uh, and then the last one is, there's... <laughs> There's nothing out there, which, oh, that should be fun. There's nothing out there. And I'm guessing that's what the movie is going to be, is literally, probably, there's nothing out there. That's it. <laughs> Just a guy with a, with a, the earplugs and the <laughs> eyes covered, just wandering covered, around. <laughs> floating down the river, roll credits. <laughs> oh, damn it. There's something else I wanted to ask you. Now I forgot. <sighs> oh. <laughs> That's what I got to leave for you. 
Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode, I guess. <laughs> Can't think of a better way to end it. <coughs> oh, oh, that's... Keep going. <coughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. I, wh- <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. We're not going to stop until either you quit coughing or die. <laughs> oh, as the... Ch- yeah. I'm, pretty soon here, it's all over. I'm I'm a mess. And I got to pee, so I am done. <laughs> all right. I'll see, I'll see you later. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.